0: From here up is is typically what you see in a grand piano. You see these, these are called the dampers. They stop the string from sounding. So you have the see the dampers go up and down here.
1: Oh yeah. In this episode, I'm talking to piano tuner Kevin Patterson. The interview was sponsored by the music gallery Steinway and Sons of Tampa Bay, and coordinated by Tina Giorgio. Right. Oh so yeah you are with the beautiful pianos. <laughs> yeah. Oh wonderful. And you have the piano open there as well. It's so great to talk to you.
0: Yes, you too. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um but tell me now, you are you are um a piano tuner at uh, uh, for Steinway. Do you work for well, Steinway?
0: I, no, I don't work for them necessarily. I'm an independent contractor. But okay. I've been trained for Steinway. I've been up to New York about five, six times in the factory for training, and also I went to Oberlin College up in Ohio for some Steinway training. They have it's an all Steinway school up there. Uh, we have an all Steinway school here, USF, and they's full of Steinway and Boston pianos, which is a Steinway product. So I do most of my work on Steinways, but I'm not like their employee. I'm independent. Oh, okay. So. I see. Yeah, so that's the beauty of it. I get the best of both worlds. I get to work on the best pianos, but I'm independent. I can make my own schedule.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> for the most part, unless I'm doing like constant tunings then I have to, you know, be there a certain time um, before the show. Yesterday, I was uh, tuning two times, one at around one o'clock and then six o'clock. That's generally what you do for an artist when they come in, when it's a well-known... Pianist that comes into town, you do it once the piano is set up, you do it one time through, and then they do a sound check, they rehearse a little bit, and then I come back and do another tuning before the performance. So just an overall uh thing to get it make sure everything's working, functioning as it should be. Yeah.
1: Well, I actually saw uh I saw on Facebook um a pianist who did a recording and then I also saw that during the time of the recording, the piano was worked on and and tuned. And I didn't realize that it is so important to do that.
0: Sometimes they do that. I tuned for, you know, Joshua Bell, a lot of people know him, he's a famous violinist. And he toured with his pianist and um, they wanted, for one thing, we tuned typically to A440, the concert pitch, pretty much that's general around the world, I believe. But definitely here in the United States, A440 is constant. But he wanted an A441, so a little bit higher in pitch. And he also required that I go out and touch it up at intermission. So that was a little bit unique. I don't always do that for the performance. That was uh, there only a couple times, maybe three times, three different artists that I've worked on in my 22-plus you know, career. So it's not that typical that you tune it at intermission because there's not really a lot you can do because you know at intermission, everybody stands up, everybody talks a little bit, so it's very noisy, but it's just for peace of mind for the artist to go through, make sure no strings are broken, just make sure, touch up any um, strings that might be out a little bit. Um, it's just an overall overview, and, and when I did it, I was out there maybe like 10 minutes, <laughs> and then that was it. So it's, okay. it, that's very yeah. common, yeah.
1: Well, I wanted to ask you now, so, so when you tune a piano, uh what how long does it
0: take typically about an hour so 45 oh. minutes to an hour if i've seen the piano before if i've worked on the piano before if it's been a few years since the tuning it typically takes a couple hours because i have to go through and raise the pitch because it falls there's so much tension on the strings that it goes flat and then i have to go through it once and pull up so much it's, I pull it, it, there's so much tension on it that when I pull it up, it wants to go back down when I pull the other strings up surrounding it. Because there's 240 some odd strings on a piano. There's 88 keys, but there's 240 something strings. So you've got a lot of tension. Each one is, uh, it's around 100 pounds or so of tension on each string. So you can imagine the force that I'm working against. So I pull it up in the middle, and I pull the one surrounding it, and the middle one goes down a little bit, and I have to pull that one up. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a, that's it,
1: so it takes interesting.
0: a lot, yeah.
1: <laughs> but now, um, what made you interested in this job? This is what I want to know. How did you come about doing this job?
0: Well, I, I took piano lessons and I started in second grade, so a little bit later than the average pianist. So, I, I but I I sang, my mom said I would go around the house singing. So piano, going into piano was really good for me. And I just, from there, I played saxophone in the fifth grade band all through that, through some of college. And then I'm, I was gonna go major in um, some kind of musical career. I wanted to, I was thinking band director or something involving music cause I loved it so much, but I was kind of like if I do the performance route, that's a very rigid schedule and it's nights and it's traveling like i don't know if i want to do that necessarily i want a day job so i can have a family i wanted a family and um stay kind of in the area and so um my mom had the piano tuner out to my house so she's the one that first recommended she's like you should look into that you know that's a, it seems like yeah. decent money and there it's a good career that you can do on your own time you can be your own boss and i'm like okay and so it happened to be uh a gentleman from my church was a piano tuner. So I saw him and I, and he actually took me under his wing, gave me a few like lessons, so to speak, and how to the beginnings. And he gave me some books to read and he's like, and he he told me all about it from a good perspective because he did some concert work and he did a lot of house calls. And so from there, I um, worked with a smaller piano store Um, This is the music gallery. It's the Steinway dealer in the area the Tampa Bay area. Um, So I've been working with them the longest, but I started with a smaller shop and uh, doing the inner workings cleaning and, and, uh, you know, not just tuning, but there's so many parts and it takes a while, you know, you read something in a book and it's different than actually (laughs) doing it. So this is a career more like a mechanic or electrician or a plumber that you have to do hands-on work to really gain the knowledge. So I've over the years, I mean, I'm still lear- learning how to do little things. I've done it one way for years. I'm like, oh wait, this is a little bit better. I'm going to do this, you know, next time, and and still developing, you know, my craft. But but so,
1: you have to you have to have a very very good ear for tuning because I mean, uh. It's fractions of sound that you hear.
0: Yes. So when I'm, when I'm, uh, actually, I'll put the keyboard back in. I took it out. No, no, no. I
1: want to see, but yeah, yeah. Let's see this. Explain a little bit there.
0: Okay. Um, So if you see, if you visualize a piano keyboard, you have middle C in the middle. And so I start with the A above middle C, which is A440. So I measure that. With, I have, you know, I have that old tuning fork that you, you know, hit and then you hear the sound, but I use my phone, you know, nowadays you can have that on your phone to calibrate the, that first note, A440. And then from there, I go down to the A below middle C and the F below that. So I do intervals, at, um, the, yeah, intervals, octaves, and then below that F to judge if that top A is with the bottom A. And so I'm listening for beats in the sound, I'm listening for clarity, and getting it to sound yeah, in tune to itself. So A440 is the one I start with, but um, from there, yeah, it's I, I, I'm not just doing one note at a time, listening to hear, to see if that one's in tune, I'm judging it by the first one I did. So I do the A's and then I measure that yeah, the F below that, and then I go from the F to A. I go up a uh, half step, so the B flat, F B flat, and so I'm listening to the thirds, of uh, the octaves, then the third, a fourth, then I go up to the fifth from the F, so the F to the C, and then I go up a half step. Uh, I'm sorry, I go up a uh, like pretty much from thirds to fourth, third to fourth, and I check it with fifths because each interval has a unique. Uh beats you could say the octaves should be pure no beats no waves but and then the thirds are the fastest interval so if you're playing a third in the middle of the piano you're going to hear a and you want that because of the fact equal temperament you're going to have beats in the thirds going up and they're going to get faster so if you play the first third it's going to it's going to get faster as you go up in thirds Oh, I see. And most people don't realize that, but that's the way. It's called equal temperament. Back in the days of Bach, um, he had they came up with that so you could play in every key. Because if you didn't play, if you tuned it in historical tunings, you might be able to play a certain song in a certain key. But you, if you changed keys, it would sound awful because mm-hmm. of the way the beat. So yeah. that's what I use when I tune. I use those. To my advantage, to help me tune the, those intervals there, the thirds. I listen for. There's supposed to be like seven to eight beats in that third below middle C. So you can't really count it, but you. I've I've heard it so many times. I know what it's supposed to sound like. And then you go up from there, like I said, a fourth, which is more pure. It's more like an octave. So if you go to the piano and play fourth, fifths, and octaves, they're going to sound very pure. But if you go to the thirds, minor third, tenths, they're going to be. They're going to have a beat. And them so that helps me tune by ear otherwise you know some some tuners tune only with the electronic tuner the whole way up and down and they tune one note at a time but i like to use the more musical approach and use my ear and judge by the intervals so
1: then all everything then um fits together when you do it that way it seems you know because then then they the the one goes off from the other one if i can say it that way so yeah
0: yeah it builds you have to have the first layer strong you have to have that octave the a to a in the middle very solid so
1: but now the the, this the strings vibrate and how much of this vibration um affects uh this the the note next to it for example so if you play um and, and also a certain uh, uh, loudness, for example, um, does that, how much does that affect the purity of the sound then?
0: Well, if it's in tune, you, you have three strings to each note on most of the piano. So uh, the treble wire from about the um, mid treble up or the low, I'm sorry, the low treble, the high bass up, you have three strings. And those are the steel strings that you can see the shiny metal um, the ones on the bottom, the bass strings, are, have copper windings, so they're more of like the the different brass-looking, copper-looking. So um, the the treble wire and the bass that have two strings to each note have to be exactly with each other, or you'll get a sound that's kind of like they like, say a cat meowing, like meow meow. You know, so you don't want that effect. Um, You want it to be as pure as possible. You want those three strings to sound like one note. So if that string, if that note is very solid and pure, then the other notes that you play next to it are going to be the best sounding in relation to that first one. So Hmm. if it starts going out, then that's why in in concert work, most of my work for the second tuning is very minimal. Because I've already gone through the whole piano and made it very solid in the tuning. I'm just checking to make sure those three strings are still in tune and don't get that, you know, meowing effect, that Mm -hmm. flange. If you play guitar, you can have a flange pedal that goes, you know, you want that in rock music, but you don't want that as much with pianos. You want it to be as pure as possible.
1: But can you hear when uh, when somebody's playing, say, um, uh, in concert? Can you hear when something is not right? When is off?
0: Yes. If it's a like if it's a concert that I haven't worked on the piano and and they couldn't afford maybe a technician and it's an older piano, then I can definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. hear. But yeah. it's funny. I can I can kind of tune that out most of the time i could just enjoy the music for what it is and and on the piano you have know notes playing at the same time it's it's the average person doesn't really know they might say oh that doesn't sound like the other piano it's just because it's a different piano well no it's probably because it's out of tune it's a little bit but it's it's a the full picture the full experience i can enjoy still if it's a little bit off so i can kind of tune it out necessarily uh my wife and I went to a a funeral once and at the reception after somebody was playing the piano and I was just you know in tune to everything going on I was like looking around saying greeting people and she's like oh my goodness I can't stand it that piano sounds so awful and I I was listening I'm like oh you're right wow that is bad but she noticed it first before I did because Uh, just you know I kind of tuned it out (laughs) But, but yeah. you're like oh, I can't stand it
1: it it must be horrible if you if you are so attuned to it that you you cannot hear music with without noticing it you know yeah.
0: yes but I can but, still enjoy it thankfully i don't have i mean people say claim sometimes to have perfect pitch, which yeah. is a perfect like ingrained pitch that they have um but i there's no really no such thing i believe as perfect pitch because what is perfect pitch a440 or a441 or a443 uh it's there, there's a lot of pitches that you can tune to and once you tune the whole piano to that pitch whatever you pick um then it could sound beautiful and uh but i've pe- some people claim that they can't stand music if it's you know like different than it tuned different so than what they're used to so Mm -hmm. um i feel for them because i don't have that but i guess they uh, cringe like "Ah," but i can like i said i can kind of tune it out and i can enjoy it from a a bigger perspective i guess you could say
1: yeah (laughs) yeah well um i mean it's uh, it's also because it's maybe it's also because it's your job and you 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 know it's, it's at the time you have to just uh
0: Shout yeah out. enjoy life <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: enjoy life take a break yeah, it's uh yeah. i tuned for uh harry Connick jr before you know harry Connick jr jazz artist yeah um, he plays as well uh but he toured one time and he, he's a steinway artist he tours with a nine foot grand piano and i i tune it twice for him the same way i do with most artists and one time he toured with uh an old upright it was a Steinway upright, but it was beat. It was old, and they said, "Don't touch that piano; just tune the nine foot." <laughs> and so I'm like, "Okay," because because he wanted a sound of a beat up, old out of tune piano. And yeah. the story is that he went up to New York, and he was in the Steinway dealer. He was trying to find the perfect piano. Well, perfect <laughs> for yeah. what he wanted for the show, and. He couldn't, he went around to all the pianos on the floor and he couldn't find anything that he wanted. He wanted it, you know, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So he was about to leave and one of the guys said, oh, wait, 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 come out here, come out back. So they went out back, the dumpster area, and he saw one and he's like, he played on it. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> so he toured <laughs> with that piano along with the nine foot. And so that um, sometimes you want a sound of a yeah. tonk Um
1: <laughs> Uh, Kevin, show me the one that you were working on that, that you removed the keyboards from. Uh, what does it okay. look like? What does it look like if you... Um, okay, so there it is. And you've yeah, removed the, boxes, the, yeah. the keyboard. Yeah, and then the, when you... Were, oh, wow.
0: So these so are if, the solenoids I was talking about. They go up and down in yeah, the back. I'm this sure. is This is only on the player pianos. They have these. Mm-hmm. So they cut a slot in the key bed here, and then they install these solenoids. From here up is is typically what you see in a grand piano. You see these, these are called the dampers. They stop the string from sounding. So you have the, see the dampers go up and down here. Oh
1: yeah.
0: And they stop the string. So if I have, here's the action right here. So you have the keyboard, and this is outside of the piano. So you can see the hammers moving up and down. Yeah, and so the hammers go up about this far and hit the string, and then the dampers stop the string when you let I off of the key. I see.
1: So it's a, the the opposite action, basically.
0: Yeah, it's a here's a here's a model here. This is a good way to visualize it. Yeah. Can you see this? Yeah. So this okay. is the like the inside. So you have a, most people think of the key as only being this long, but it actually goes back and it's three times as long as what you see. So it goes, and it goes underneath the, let's call this the repetition assembly. And then the hammer, um, the hammer, shank and flange up here. So when you hit it, there's a lot going on in between the key and the hammer hitting the string. Yeah. There's and this that, whole.
1: Yeah, and that's just one key uh, uh, with that uh, with that mechanical ability. So, and yes. they are yeah. And now, uh, what in that in this um, picture that I see here? What are the things that could break? Uh, uh, you know, in say in a concert when somebody's playing
0: a concert? Well, most of the time, uh, a string will break first. Yeah. Um, if it's going to break, it's typically going to be a string up here, uh, because of the force of the hammer hitting it. So, okay. uh, uh, yeah, um, an artist play Rachmaninoff one time, uh, and a string broke on the top treble part. And, uh, that that's not very common but it does happen if you're playing you know a piece like rock one i mean, mm-hmm. that might break a string um, and then but
1: is there then somebody to replace that string immediately
0: uh, no because i'm not usually on site i leave before the show or i might be in the audience watching the show and i might like Hear something and like, oh, cross my finger. Hopefully it doesn't. The worst thing that could happen is the string breaks and then it lays on top of the other strings. So it'll create a, a horrible buzzing, vibrating sound on a few of the notes surrounding it. So what I told what I tell the stage crew typically is to if if you notice something and if it's really bad like that, go over to the piano and just get your cutting pliers and cut it out. Cut the string out and pull it out because if it's one of the strings up here, like I said, there's three strings to the note, so you could you could get rid of two of them and still have a sounding you know note. It won't sound as full, but it it'll sound thinner. But at least it plays. You know, and oh, wow. you can continue, you can continue with yeah. the performance. Yeah, because to repair a string, you have to um, take the string that's broken off. And these these are called pins here, and they hold the strings in. So you'd have to put a new string on, tighten it up. It's it takes it would take maybe you know I could do it in about 15 minutes or less, which right. is not a big amount of time. But that's a yeah. lot of time to hold off a concert. So you just typically go without the string. Yeah. Uh, this is what the this is what the pen looks like.
1: Oh, okay. So, oh, that—that's the in there, yeah. And these things, for example, now, how how many times do you replace them in in the lifespan of, um, say somebody having a piano? That how many times do these things have to be replaced?
0: Um, only if they break. Typically, the piano is good for fifty. 50- Years are longer most of the time. I mean, we have great air conditioning now that preserves the pianos even longer than they used to be preserved. And so you have strings that you're not touching, like a guitar or a violin. Other instruments, you touch the strings, and that's what corrodes the strings, and they and they get rusted, they get old, and they break, and they lose their sound. But you can uh, you can the piano strings are different because you're not supposed to touch the strings yourself. You can you can. I recommend blowing it out with a blower or vacuuming it a little bit and use like a, a I carry around with me a paintbrush oh. that I kind get in there and dust it out and then vacuum it at the same time or blow it out. So that's what I recommend to my customers. And if you're constantly blowing it out, it keeps the dust out. It keeps, you know, it, keeps it clean. And then um, if you're living in a climate like Florida, we have air conditioning, but if you make like a string cover with its basic black flat felt or a brown felt depending on your piano you can cut it the shape of the piano and then lay it inside so it covers the strings and it's a moisture barrier and it's it keeps dust off and you can take that out once in a while and shake it out um or still you can know, blow it out so that that preserves the life of the strings because if they're not touched touched or if they're not um if humi- they're not exposed to humidity a lot then they're going to be nice and preserved Mm -hmm. so if you do replace strings it would be the bass strings because these like i said these have the copper windings and they will tarnish over the years and they will deaden before the treble wire so you can put new bass strings on after you know after 30 years or 40 years it might need new bass strings and it will brighten up the piano It'll, it'll come to life you know like it was new again um But then once you replace strings, you have to look at everything else. The other parts, like the hammers.
1: I want to know uh, the hammers uh, because they they get the beating.
0: Yes, they do. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and and how how often do you replace the hammers then?
0: The hammers, yes, that's more. You get the hammers almost like the tires on your car. Um, They get more worn with the mileage. So if you're playing the piano, Uh, quite a bit, you're running high miles on the car. Um, this is an older hammer here. It's got, I don't know if you can see the grooves, the string grooves. So, the more it hits the string, uh, hundreds of thousands of times, millions of times, probably over a few years, it'll go, it'll get flatter and flatter on the top. And then, I do, um, I'm gonna put this back on the stand here.
1: Yeah,
0: I can have two hands. Okay, yeah. So you you can take a you can take a filing board um, just this is just sandpaper and I file each one on the shoulders they call it this side and then this side yeah. and then get the back because you can see it has oh, a good I amount think. of yeah so I shape that back to where it was when it was new that the, the certain now it's not the hammer's older so you have aged felt so it's not going to sound the best that like it did when it was new but you can make it sound really good bring that tone back so you shape it again and you can get when i file it down it might take um a couple millimeters off each side but there's a good amount of meat like i said so you can do a couple filings so on a concert stage i might file it every you know two years or so in the home it might go 10 years without needing a filing so it just depends on the amount of time it's played and the amount of times it hits the string and wears down so
1: and you have to check also when you tune do you check every time every hammer
0: um not every well i do in in regards to like the tone because that's a that's a good question that's I tune it, like I said, the first time I do a really good, thorough tuning. The second time I go there for concert work I'm talking about, I do some of the tuning, but more of voicing, we call it. So that's actually taking a needle, and if I hear uh, a note that's brighter than another one, I will take a needle and go into the top of the hammer or the side, um, depending on what sound I want, and make it more like the others, because you want a consistent sound all the way up yeah. yeah. So after so, so a, a, you, you can
1: yeah. So you manipulate the hammers then in the end. Yes. Kevin, yep. you are <laughs> so impressive. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, this is this. There's so much you have to to think about and and listen to and and, and there's so many variables as well.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. There are many many parts, many things that could go wrong, but. I go over it thoroughly so I know I have confidence and um, the piano will perform for the artist the way I want it to. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you can get, you can, I can tell a lot by just playing a couple notes on a piano. I could say, oh, that needs this and this and this. And then one thing could lead to another, could lead to another. And it could be, I have a lot of my clients that have a piano that's a little bit older that it needs so much work then it would be thousands and thousands of dollars, sometimes tens of thousands. Like you might, you know, it's time to move up to another piano because this one's getting older and you can't really get out of it what you might want. Uh-huh. Um, for, so. Mm-hmm. so sometimes it's a way to go to a new piano. Sometimes you can rebuild. I have a 1910 Steinway O at home that I fully rebuilt. So that's like a new piano when you replace all the parts and the strings and refinish it and uh, it's really it's worth rebuilding pianos sometimes so
1: and is that something that you did just did for yourself or do you get sometimes jobs to do that
0: um i don't do that typically guys just don't have time to do that work I, I like doing that work i do that once in a while but not as much as the regulation and the tuning and the working on the newer pianos. Uh, it's just a matter of time, really. And uh, I, like, I like being in the shop sometimes to do that work. That's more meticulous work. You know, it's more. Yeah. Uh, but then I like being out in people's homes and on the concert stage and interacting. I'm a people person, so I like to talk to people mm-hmm. and to... I like to do it from the level of the fine work at the end to make it shine. The piano, just the little tweaking of a lot of different parts. It's a lot of little adjustments that I do with the screw, the tiny screws inside, but it's just to make it play its best. It's like tuning up. I read an article once. It's like tuning up a race car for a race. You know, you put fine, fine detail into every single part to make it work, to make sure it works the best for that performance. So it's much like that race car for getting ready to run a race so
1: well if you look back now in your career and when you just started um what is the what is the one thing that you that you really learned in in the process you know that you really the one thing that stuck out that you would say uh, i wish i knew that when i started
0: (laughs) Uh, i don't i don't really know i can't I can't pinpoint one time because it kind of, like we talked about, builds on everything else. So you learn the mm-hmm. basics, learn a little bit more, you learn a little bit more. I guess going way back to where I first started tuning, it took me, you know, a full day on a piano, you know, manipulating the strings. I'm like, before I went into piano tuning, I'm like, oh, I, I've tuned my guitars before. I've tuned different instruments. So ah, what, it's a, it can't be that hard. Well, it's difficult. <laughs> When you're, when you're playing with the massive amount of tension and I can hear where it's supposed to be, but then it might not work the same way, you know, every time. So um, I just, I guess from getting from a full day to down to six hours to tune a piano, then I got it down to three hours to tune a piano. So this was about a year after I've been doing it, I, I guess a year, year and a half where I really got it down to about an hour and I had a decent tuned piano so that was like the biggest hurdle you could say to get over because that's when you know you're you're there because you can tune the whole thing and you have a good, you can play a song and it sounds decent <laughs> so that was the big the biggest uh, I guess uh, pivotal point After that, going to Steinway, New York for the first time and hearing from uh, a Steinway technician up there telling me like different things to, to hear and more of a bigger perspective. So that opened my eyes to the concert technician world where I have to do an overview, I have to do it quickly and I have to, you know, do it efficiently and get it ready for that artist because I never know what artist I'm going to be working for or working with and never know what they're going to want. Some artists want a bright piano, some artists want a little more mellow piano, some uh, request certain things that I have to do, you know, like I said, quickly and efficiently. So, um, And I have had recently, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, a string broke at the first tuning and I had to repair it and get it all ready for the Right before the performance, to tune it again to make sure it held, and then be fine with the performance. So I was thankful that it broke while I was tuning it the first yeah. time.
1: <laughs> How many strings do you carry in your bag, by the way? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I I have some in my car. I don't carry them in my bag. Oh, okay. I have to run to my car sometimes and quickly grab one that I need and uh, put it back as possible. Um, sometimes I just got to work with what I have and. Uh, you can actually tie what's called tying a knot in the string. So I could take a string, a short string, and take the string that broke off, and there's a way to manipulate it to where, when it's back to full tension, you have a, what looks just like a knot in the string. So in, sometimes in pinches, where I have to do it quickly, get that bass string back on, because the bass string, some of the bass strings, there's only one to each note. So if that's gone, you have no sound. So that, that would be one I would have to tie a knot in, put it back on, and then, you know, mm-hmm. the show must go on sometimes. You have to do yeah. work with
1: what you Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and are all these, are all the strings the same? It's no. The, they're not yeah. the
0: same. They get um, bigger, or they get thicker as you go up the piano. Oh, so you start with the big bass strings. These are really big. That's why you only need one for oh, each okay. note. And here's two um this starts with two bass strings per note and then you get up in the treble wire you have three strings per note so they gradually wow. get I, bigger but they don't yeah. i mean i'm sorry they get smaller as you go up they get bigger as yeah. you go down but the the smallest string here see how short that is can you see that oh yeah yeah oh wow the speaking yeah. length the speaking length is only a, a inch and uh, well two maybe two inches so you have a very short speaking length but the string is still thicker than a guitar string or another you know stringed instrument so you have really thick strings on a piano compared to the other instruments but mm-hmm.
1: um, so now kevin um
0: i'm gonna put the action back in here
1: okay okay Let
0: me see. So this just slides yeah, slides in like that. Wow. So sometimes That's in constant situations where I have to get to the inside really quickly, I have to take the what's called, these are called cheek blocks and yeah. they hold the action in place. And there's only one screw that goes into these underneath. So this and the fall board, is all held by two screws, one on each side. So that's nice for a piano technician because you just undo two screws, you take all the parts out like this, and you just slide the action out. And wow, have this, mean, this work is work on it.
1: This is design, is so uh, it, it's genius design, isn't it? That it's so yes. simple.
0: Well, you think of the old harpsichords. Those came first, so it was transitioned from, the biggest transition was from the harpsichord to the piano, because you had different hammers, bigger hammers, you had, uh, well, the, there's no hammers on the harpsichord actually, they have the pluck, they have like what's a, a pick that pulls up on the string, it plucks the string. So there was no hammers like to hit the string, so that, that changed to hammers. And so you have a totally different system, um, but you have the same, the keys look, like, you know, the harpsichord keys, you have the, the, the sharps and the natural keys all the way up. It looks so you can play like a C chord on the harpsichord and a C chord on the piano. But all the internal workings are different. And that, that changed, nice. you, know, you know, hundreds of years of just changing. The, even the piano parts changed a little bit to where we have the modern piano today. But many of the parts are like, it's old world technology. So it's very similar, you know, to the first piano created. It's just uh, little tweaks here and there to make yeah. it more and responsive. And uh, yeah, it's That's I love
1: amazing. I mean, if you look at these pianos and it, it's so it's beautiful pianos, you cannot imagine that you just open it up like that and pull out this the keys, and then you're inside. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, Kevin, this is wonderful <laughs> that you showed it like this. It's uh, thank you so much. It was oh, you're really insightful. I, 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 you know, um, I think a, a piano is something that we we rarely think of that this way. You know, you, you think of somebody playing, but you, you don't realize what goes on inside this piano and the um. You know, like these little hammers and the mechanical s- side of things. It's it's wonderful that I could see that now. Thank you so much. No, uh, you're welcome. Uh, Kevin, tell me, um, what is your wish now for the future?
0: Uh, well, I'm happy what I do. I love doing this every day. I, I tell people all the time I love what I do because going into a home, especially the ones that have been unkept and unserviced for years, and then playing it like cringing, like, uh, and then after I'm done, having them sit down and play the piano, and sometimes I get tears. You know, they get they get tears when they play. They're like, "Oh, it sounds so beautiful." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great to bring that life back into the piano. And then after that, I say, "Well, keep it serviced, and it'll sound like this for you all the time." Yeah, yeah. I guess going forward, I mean, my daughter, who's 13, is already. Able to tune most of a piano, so I'm really encouraged by that. Really? And so I'm looking forward, teaching her and I'm pr- apprenticing her, and and she's she's just uh, loving it. So she wants to be a piano tuner like me. So that's special.
1: Really? Oh, isn't that yeah. sp- so special? And, and and she's just interested by watching you do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. She loves oh, music. It's from Tina. Um, and so she she the best piano teacher, I think, in the world. Tina is amazing. She just had a lesson this morning, and uh, she's getting really good, it, better than I could play now at her classical pieces. It's I'm thrilled to see where she's going. And uh, so and my other uh, girl, she's 10, and she's learning music as well, uh, taking piano from Tina. And, uh, yeah, you might see them. I don't know if you're going to. Uh, see Simon Mulligan again, interview him again. We're gonna have another, I think it's in February. We're gonna, he's gonna come to Tina's house again, and uh, he's he's oh, amazing. He so, oh, he yeah. Make sure that's good for Tina at Tina's house, and make sure it's good for him to come again. And yeah. my girls will, will both perform pieces and he'll help them out. So that's I love that. I love seeing uh, that. Isn't,
1: yeah, isn't it amazing that they get this wonderful opportunity and that they? Also have the love for the instrument, you know, and love to play the instrument. Oh, that's great! Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Listen, Kevin, I'm also asking just the last question. I'm asking people to to mention a um, a business in the area Ooh. that you um, like, a coffee shop or a restaurant where you love to go. Do you have a favorite place where you go for your coffee?
0: Oh, I. Oh, let's see. I, I like to make my own coffee, <laughs> I, But I do, I do go to the coffee shops. That's that's one thing that's cool about my job. I drive so much. So I see a lot of different uh, coffee shops, you could say. I mean, there, of course, there's we have Starbucks over here. And it, it's everywhere. So if you want the old standby. But I get to go to some that are very unique around the area. So uh, mm-hmm. restaurants. Because so, I cover, I don't know if you... The, whole Tampa Bay area is Tampa and it's St. Petersburg and Clearwater and um, it's a big uh, area that I drive. It, usually I drive the most I, I typically want to drive is about 45 minutes to a client If and then after I get there maybe 20 minutes the next and I make a, a big loop sometimes and go back to Clearwater. Uh, we're known in Clearwater for our beaches so Clearwater Beach is amazing. Um, if you, if you, yeah, that would be a good recommendation is just go visit the beach.
1: Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> whenever.
0: But re- There's a when- restaurant on the beach. Yeah.
1: Oh. And I, whenever I come there, I will come to you for coffee because you, if you recommend your own coffee, then it must be good.
0: <laughs> I like to grind the beans every morning. I, I try to grind huh? the beans myself and make a good pot to start the day, you know?
1: Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> definitely. then I'm coming to Kevin for coffee. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'd love to share with you.
1: (laughs) Kevin, I wish you a wonderful um, rest of the day. And thank you so much for sharing this uh, with me and and all the beautiful pianos there. And I love that gallery. It's always so wonderful to see all the pianos. And thank you to Tina who organized us all that we can have a chat. And and yeah, I wish you all the best and may your wish come true and let your daughter also have uh, this wonderful career that you're having and all these wonderful opportunities.
0: Yeah. Yes, thank you. I'm very blessed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, okay, Kevin. So we'll see each other for coffee one day.
0: All right, wonderful. Thank you so much. (laughs)